You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, I'm Jody Bruns, president and founder of the Divorce Lending Association and the CDLP Certified Divorce Lending Professional designation. Thank you for joining me today on divorcepodcast.com. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of our CDLPs, Ken Venick. Ken, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Ken. I always prefer to let my guests introduce themselves, where they're from, how long they've been in the industry, rather than me reading a bio. I like to make it a little more personal. Excellent. So I've been uh, started the mortgage business in 1987. So I'm in 36th year now, and uh, I've, you know, it's the only thing I've done pretty much in my career, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else, helping uh, homeowners, you know, future homeowners, and uh, helping people manage their money, helping people get through divorce and all other kinds of life challenges that they deal with. So where are you located, Ken? I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Very nice. Is the fall weather really pretty up there now? All the leaves it turning? Is. Yeah. We, we, our, our weather is a little, gets a little psycho. From, we'll go from 70 one day to 40 the next. And <laughs> so, but we're, we're, today we got pretty good fall weather. I think we're in the low 50s. Oh, wow. One of the things I miss about living in the area where the seasons actually change are the fall colors. I love them. My husband was actually just up in the Virginia area last week, I think, on business. And he said it was just beautiful up there. It's beautiful as long as you have to write the leaves. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) That's funny. So, Ken, um, I know that you have been with us at the Divorce Lending Association since 2022. So you've been with us for almost two years because I think it was March of 2022. So going on two years here. Tell me, you know, what, what attracted you to, you know, specialize, you know, in any area, let alone divorce? I've always been a big believer in education. Uh, another certification I have uh, gears towards the financial planning world. So when I saw the opportunity or I got introduced to CDLP, I thought it was perfect because I deal with a lot of divorce cases over the years. And it really hones in on the guidelines and the nuances and allows us to really be uh, a great asset to the divorce attorney up front. So there's less issues on the back end, but after the divorce is negotiated, it's kind of like when you buy a house, if you do all your prep work up front in the financing, the financing goes smoothly. And same thing in the divorce world. If you do a lot of the prep work up front, the negotiations and the the, the final result goes a lot smoother. So I picked up on one word um, that you mentioned that was guidelines. One of the common, I believe, misconceptions out there is, and this is from other mortgage professionals, them thinking that they don't need, you know, extended training and knowledge in divorce is because they all know how to read guidelines, you know, which we do as mortgage professionals. 
But my question to you is when you went through the CDLP program, did you think it was more, do you think it was exactly what you thought it was going to be? Or were you surprised about all the additional background knowledge that was shared that really, you know, levels up your ability to work with not only the divorcing clients themselves, but their professional divorce team? Um, <clears throat> take a step back first. I think you may want to get underwriters' opinions on how well the average loan officer knows the guidelines. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. That is very true. <laughs> At the, and <clears throat> on big, the 80-20 rule, and it may even be 90-10 in our business, the, um, no, the, in all seriousness, with the Divorce Lending Association, all the things I've learned, and you know, that's after being in the business 34 years, because you've got people that are focusing on one specific area. And the Fannie Mae guidelines, I used to have the manual. I mean, it's hundreds of pages. So being able to, to really hone in on certain areas where it can make or break a client's loan is huge. And being part of the team, you know, the divorce attorneys are not, they're not numbers people and they're not, they're not mortgage professionals. So the good divorce attorneys are going to bring in all the resources to make sure the client has a uh, good result. Yeah, absolutely. So in your experience, you know, having worked with, you know, divorcing clients, divorce attorneys, mediators, you know, financial advisors, because I know part of your background, as you mentioned, was you you work with a lot of financial advisors and divorce mortgage planners too. Um, you don't work with the divorce mortgage planners, but the financial planners. Right. What would you say are some of the more common challenges or misconceptions, if you will, that individuals face when it comes to getting a mortgage after divorce? You know, they've they've gotten a mortgage in the past, obviously. That's why they're a homeowner. Why is it changed? You know, what do you think is their biggest aha eye-opening moment? When talking to you, well, it depends. I mean, if it's if it's a spouse that may have never been involved in the financing side, they they have no idea what what the process is, and they assume that you know my my spouse got the mortgage, I probably won't qualify. And so it's really it's it's important to really educate the consumers as well to figure out what their goals are, and maybe it isn't buying a house today. Maybe it's just getting the right settlement, but making sure that if they're going to be buying in a year or two years, that we're still putting them in the right position through the divorce to ultimately achieve the goal, whether it's going to be getting the the spousal support or the child support long enough based on their their plan um, moving forward. So it's it's like any other when I'm dealing with financial advisors. It's it's asking all the right questions because if I, if I don't ask, they don't know what they need to tell me. And it's same thing with home buyers. You know, any any client that comes in, it's a fact finding mission. So I ask a lot of questions before I give any advice because I got to understand what their what their problem is and how to fix it. Yeah. So do you, when you reach out and try to build your network and your relationships with other family law professionals, do you ever sense that there's any type of pushback where, 
you know, I understand mortgages. I know how understand how mortgages work. I'm going to work on my case and then maybe I'll refer my clients to you, you know, when everything's done and settled. Do you find that to be a common conversation? Sometimes. I mean, it's, and I compare it and not to dwell back on the financial advisors, but you've got some attorneys and all they focus on is getting their job done. They don't think outside of the the the, the target of you know what their what the client's plans are. It's just let's plow through this, get it done. Um, the same thing with financial advisors; they only want to just worry about managing money. But then you've got the ones that look at the holistic approach with the whole client, you know, the client's whole life. So you're trying to you know find the attorneys that take that approach that's that want to figure out. What's the best overall situation for the client, not just getting them through the divorce, but moving their life forward after divorce? Those are the ones I work best with because they're looking a little bit outside the box and are willing to bring in the outside sources. Um, like any industry, you've got you always got some people who think they know it all and don't need any outside uh, any outside help. Yeah, that's that's very true. So I always find that. You know, obviously, divorce law is different, you know, state to state, sometimes county to county um, on how they do things in their processes. But I always like to share with my, you know, colleagues, as well as the divorce professionals that I work with, who they don't understand that there is such an intersection, you know, of family law, financial and tax planning, real property and mortgage financing when the home is in the center and they need to really understand that what may be available as a legal option in their area may not be a mortgage option. And why would they help their clients structure a settlement agreement, put it into an executed court order, basically, not even knowing if they can execute on what's included in that court order in regards to their mortgage. So, you know, what I the thing that I hate to see the most is when you have one spouse who so much wants to keep the family home, whether it's for the children, the memories or whatever, and they agree to potentially refinance, do an equity buyout, and in the court order it says and the settlement agreement it'll say if you cannot refinance within say 120 days, the home will be placed for sale. You know, that puts that person in such a horrible situation because they they thought they could refinance. They've done it in the past. Why couldn't they do it now? And then all of a sudden, because of all the situations and nuances and rabbit holes, basically, that divorce throws at them, now they're forced with selling the home. You know, so I really love working with all of you guys, you know, as members of the Divorce Lending Association to getting that word out and trying to almost have every divorce professional, you know, when there is real property involved, integrate divorce mortgage planning during the settlement process, not after, you know, let's make it a common goal to set our clients up for success. So when you are you know talking with a new attorney mediator financial advisor etc 
How do you explain to them the importance of bringing you in early in the process rather than being a once it's settled referral? Well, to address what you just brought up about the deadlines. So if 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 they do the settlement that they got four months to refinance, wouldn't it be better if they brought the divorce mortgage planner in at the beginning of the divorce process? Because that's probably six months before the settlement. So now you have technically 10 months to work on it, not four months to work on it. Mm-hmm. And also it's gonna, they're gonna know before the settlement's done whether or not they're even gonna qualify for the mortgage. So that whether that's even a you know, whether that time frame either even matters or not. So sometimes they put these arbitrary time frames in, not knowing whether that's even doable or not. Well, you, it doesn't cost anything to bring in a divorce mortgage planner to figure out if it's feasible. So that and that's what I talk to the attorneys about is that our services are free. You know, so it's it's not costing your client anything. And all we're doing is adding more information. So when you're doing the negotiations, you know what you what you can and can't do on the back end. So but I to think me it's a that, no-brainer. Yeah. So I think we should clarify that comment to our listeners about the services of a CDLP being quote unquote free. What I want everyone to understand is that under ECOA, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, marital status is a protected class. And we are held by specific guidelines, rules, et cetera, as licensed mortgage professionals to where we cannot charge a client that's protected under ECOA a consulting fee if we're not charging every one of our our mortgage clients a consulting fee. So if I charge a consulting fee to a divorcing client and not a first-time home buyer, I could be in violation of ECOA. And so when we tell our uh, divorcing clients and divorce professional partners that as a certified divorce lending professional, we cannot charge a consulting fee for our services. How we are compensated as licensed mortgage originators is when we successfully help our divorcing clients put a new mortgage in place, we are then compensated as in any normal mortgage transaction by our employer. So just to put a little clarification out there for our listeners um, on how you're right, there is no backlash. There is no reason not to bring you in as a CDLP can into every one of your attorneys and financial advisors divorce cases because your consultations are of no charge and they get amazing advice from you. Right. So if you and they learn something. Yeah, they're going to learn something. (laughs) So if you could leave us with one nugget of information today, what would that be? I think we may have just discussed that one nugget, but uh, <laughs> no, that, that it's whether it's whether it's a homeowner or or a, someone going through a divorce, just looking for information, um, or an attorney. There's really no downside to connecting with the local CDLP just to just to run scenarios and just see what the options are. And that way, you know, if information is never a bad thing. That's exactly good right. information. And Google does, unfortunately, does not always give you the best information. So I, I always say to my my uh, professionals that I work with, 
in, in all the fields, whether it be attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, just look at me as your Google. Yep. Well, and, and the thing that Google doesn't understand is that every single divorce, every single divorce situation, every single person involved in that divorce is unique. There is no blanket answer to anything. Could you assume your loan? Maybe, maybe not, possibly not. Can I refinance the home? Can I keep it? Maybe. It all depends. It depends right. on their unique situation. So, Ken, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, my email address is ken at kenvenick.com. And my direct phone number is 410-598-9410. And what areas and states are you licensed in? I am licensed in every state but New York, Arkansas, and Hawaii. Oh, very nice. New York, we're not getting licensed in. Arkansas and Hawaii, I can do. If I get enough requests, all I need to do is drop a license here. But the other 47, I'm uh, ready to go. So happy to help anybody that has any questions or needs any information. Awesome. Well, Ken, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday with your family. You too. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.